a fundraiser in Boston yesterday, President Biden said, quote, if Trump wasn't running, I'm not sure I'd be running. Okay, but you can't say that. Look, we all have the if Trump wasn't running fantasy. Hell, if Trump wasn't running, this would be a cooking show. And it still wouldn't be funny. Of course, mo most cooking shows aren't very funny, but neither are most late night shows. Well, happy Thursday to you and welcome back. President Gay. Who's President Gay? Uh, any Democrat will do. The president of Harvard, Harvard University. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's in the Poison Ivy League. Yeah, she was on Capitol Hill the uh, day before yesterday, and along with the uh, presidents of MIT and these radical left-wing Poison Ivy institutions, and now they're, they were smirking smugly. Oh, genocide. Tui! We love genocide as long as it's the Jews because we love Hamas. We love kidnapping and rape and disfiguring women. We love, we love mass murder. You know, they're the left. They uh, keep an eye on the left because in the 20th century, they, they showed us who they are. You know, they love that using that tired old phrase. When people tell you who they are, believe them the first time. Well, uh, apparently most Americans and the news media in particular failed to believe the Democrats, even though they've been telling us who they are for a very long time. You know, boycott and uh, divest and sanction uh, anti-Israel stuff and the violent mobs in the streets, the criminal mobs, the brown shirts they should be wearing, armbands. Every knocked is crystal knocked in Democrat land. Pretty amazing stuff. And I've got some updates on that because these cowardly, smug, arrogant college presidents, they're, uh, the headlines are, well, we're trying to walk back our comments. They love that term, walk back. You can't walk back what you said, I, you know, you lunatics. Oh, my, my genocide comments were misconstrued. No, no, they weren't. They were construed. They were construed properly. That is uh, completely absurd. But they're lying because they're left-wingers. They're le and it turns out they're not much in the way of, uh, you know, being academics either. The, uh, this, this woman at the Harvard University, the president, they call her President Gay because that's her name apparently. And uh, turns out that her academic credentials are similar to your average high school sophomore. But we'll, uh, we'll get into that a bit. because And in California, because the radical left wing is genocidally anti-Semitic, like Hamas. They've saddled up with Hamas because, you know, they're the victims in all this. Hamas is, they're the victims. And, you know, major uh, Ivy League college campuses, they have, well, I guess it wasn't the Ivy League, it was California. They're having the... Uh, uh, the counteroffensive, they call Hamas's murderous attack on Israel the counteroffensive. You know why, Michael? Because they use the words, but they don't know what they mean. They use words, but they, they clearly have no idea what these words mean. Pretty amazing stuff. But in California, the governor there, you know, Gavin Newsom, he's going to be uh, the next president of the United States. Just ask the New York Times, there's a secret plan when Joe Biden is forced to step down because his brain, she's a broke, she's a no good. Uh, but in, uh, in California, they canceled the Christmas tree lighting which uh, with the governor and did it by remote control, and the governor didn't show up, and there was no performance by musical groups, and they didn't have the event. 
because the radical left-wing terrorists of the Democrat Party had orchestrated a mob to show up there, and they were living in terror because that's what terrorism is. And so the governor couldn't show up, Gavin Newsom. Gaza protests prompt California governor to hold virtual Christmas tree lighting. This is the media spinning it for the violent mob in the street. But they called off the Christmas tree lighting. The, um, you know, the Democrats are a vile, violent bunch of uh, mob criminals, and they love terrorism. Radical Islamic terrorism is good enough for them. Normally, they like left-wing terrorism, like SDS and William Ayers and Bernardine Dorn, cop killers, armored car robbers. You know, the Democrats give them tenure on American campuses. Um, but now they've taken to Hamas because they, they just love terrorism and mass murder because they're the left, and that's what they do. Extraordinary stuff. And uh, a uh, in Washington, D.C., it's actually buried in the Washington Post today in the Metro section, 17-year-old arrested, charged with carjacking FBI agent in D.C. I talked about this yesterday when the news first broke, but I have more information for you. And it turns out that the criminal, the 17-year-old criminal, is a known gang member who was wearing his ankle bracelet uh, attached to him by the courts when he carjacked the lady agent and knocked her to the ground, and she didn't shoot him and kill him, and and uh, that she should get demerits for that at the FBI, I think. Can't go around getting carjacked when you're an FBI agent. Have a little pride. You know, you carry a pistol, don't you? Do something about it. You go to the range, maybe you should spend some time at the range. Honestly. So we got that. One of my favorite stories of the day, and we did this on uh, my Newsmax show last night, The Right Squad, Children with liberal parents. I love this story because it's so obvious, <laughs> but you have to have a study. You know, it's got to be a scientific study, not that the left actually believes in science or subscribes to science. How many genders are there? Uh, for one thing, hey, how's the climate coming along? Yeah, they're the party of science. Children with liberal parents more likely to suffer mental health problems. Wow, that comes as a complete shock to everyone I know. Where do you think all these violent mobs on the street are coming from? They were sleeping in their own feces in the Occupy Wall Street movement because they wanted to join a a radical brown shirt armband wearing army of violent lunatics who it turns out were uh, naturally predisposed to anti-Semitism. That's because they've been preaching the the BDS, you know, uh, boycott, divest and sanction Israel thing. That's the anti-Israel thing's been hot on campuses for years. And now we see the fruit of the left-wing laborers here with all the anti-Semitism coming to the surface. And, of course, it goes hand-in-glove with DEI, the diversity, equity, and, uh, you know, uh, inclusion, because, uh, and one of our guests, Mark Morgan, last night on the Newsmax show said, it should really be D-I-E, you know, die. I said, you know, I just, I just let it go. Yeah, I've been saying that for years. Uh, to it. And it should be called D.I.E. America because that's their real plot here, isn't it? But that diversity, equity, inclusion thing, that's all about uh, victims and victimizers. And the only victimizers on the planet are straight white males. You know, um, you're, you know, you like electricity? You're welcome. Okay? You, you like flying on airplanes? No problem. Uh, you know, that's what we're here for. Space travel, instantaneous global communications? Uh, you're welcome, honestly. So we got, uh, we got that. And this is actually a Gallup study. It's a study done by Gallup and an affiliate of the Gallup polling people that found that 
conservative parents raise well-adjusted children, and self-identified liberal parents raise mentally ill people. And there are armies of mentally ill, you know, the, the fruit of the Democrat Party's labors, mentally ill people that are, uh, you know, engaging in crystal knocked, which is every knocked, uh, in Philadelphia the other night attacking a Jewish-owned business because it's a Jewish-owned business and desecrating and vandalizing and attacking their business, which is the definition of crystal knocked just by the way, and the Democrat Party, and then they go around calling everybody, uh, you know, Hitler and Nazis and all that stuff. And and that reminded me of the Victoria Newland revelation, uh, an Obama administration official under oath on Capitol Hill explaining that, you know, the Russians have a technique that they use, and that is they accuse you of doing whatever they're doing. It is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Ah, yes. And that's why they preemptively call everybody Nazis for waving the American flag, joining the military, raising children that aren't mentally ill, raising children that aren't running around shooting people and carjacking FBI agents, as so many Democrats obviously are. And when I picked up my Washington Post today, um, the the lead story, the upper right-hand corner A section, Trump remark raises alarms. Now, what Trump remark do you uh, think they're talking about here? Of course, you know. And the subheadline is the word in dictator is in quotes. Dictator answer revives scrutiny. And we all laughed out loud this morning at the use of the word revives as if scrutiny had taken a holiday and the news media was not scrutinizing. That's a, that's a euphemism. Donald Trump. Yeah, it, it revives scrutiny. Hey, wait a minute. There was no scrutiny being applied to President Trump. But now that he said this dictator thing, which was a joke, he told a joke, the audience laughed, uh, um, uh, Sean Hannity laughed. But never mind that. Trump remark raises alarms. This is the, you know, the dictator answer revives scrutiny. It's always good to lead with a lie. And so three typists at uh, the Washington Post Hey, they're going on strike today, aren't they? That's pretty funny. That's going to be like the Hollywood writer's strike. Nobody's going to notice and nobody's going to care. But it's only a 24-hour strike. So it's just a cry for attention. It's really kind of a timeout. I think that Jeff Bezos should just say, oh, hey, I hear that you guys are taking the day off today. Well, I'm going to dock you all a day's pay. Everybody that walks out gets a docked a day's pay. And we'll, we'll just call it a timeout. You guys go over and sit down on the bottom step of the staircase and have to be quiet for 24 hours and not destroy civilization. Amazing stuff. And the Washington Post continues, rhetoric defiles, defies allies' attempts to minimize it. What, I'm sorry, what? Rhetoric defies allies' attempts to minimize it because he made a joke, and this is a classic example. You know, there are good people on both sides talking about Charlottesville. They just edit it down until they misrepresent it completely, right? And that's that's a classic media Trump moment because there's Russian collusion and all that stuff too. Uh, and that's one of the one of the big ones was uh, the Charlottesville. There are good people on both sides arguing whether you should be tearing down statues of American history, which the Taliban, I mean the Democrat Party, was busy doing at that moment in time. And, and I, st- I saw the communist, Van Jones. He used to self-describe as a communist. Now nobody asks him about it. But Van Jones on, on uh, CNN 
And he mentioned Charlottesville last night. And he's like, oh, yeah, the Jews will not replace us. Yeah, that was 12 guys, uh, you know, who nobody agreed with. And um, and you guys have thousands and thousands of glassy-eyed zombies, many of them college students across the country, but not all of them, who are marching on behalf of Hamas as they're waging a genocidal war against the Jews. And you guys are chanting from the river to the sea. So take your Jews will not replace us. Uh, replace us mantra and shove it van jones how about that just saying i apologize a little early in the morning for that kind of thing but i want to get to the washington post the big lie the big lie and they love this uh, they love this stuff and you know go to the capitol peacefully and patriotically and they it's one of the old uh, things that i always say the most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore and they like to ignore the second half of donald trump's sentences and the second half of his paragraphs, because he says, go down, you know, march to the Capitol and let your voices be heard peacefully and patriotically. And um, and they just say, he told him to march the Capitol, right? Uh, he says, uh, they're on the debate about tearing down statues all over America, which the left was busy doing. At that moment, President Trump said, and they were being debated in Charlottesville, whether you should tear down these statues, violent mobs like the Taliban Democrats should tear down these statues. President Trump said there are good people on both sides. That's true, historical preservation and you know versus Taliban-like behavior from the Democrats. There was a, a debate going on. And, um, and then uh, he said, I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists who absolutely need to be condemned. And the news media just edited that out, right? Oh, there are good people on both sides because they are lion sacks of Jewia. That's uh, Van Jones, lion sack of Jewia. Uh, the rest of them... Uh, the plural, Lion Sacsagewea. That's the plural of uh, Sacagewea in this context. So we'll uh, we'll get to that. Amazing stuff. Also, there is a very, very wealthy Democrat member of the House. He's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. You know why? He inherited the money, naturally. Levi Strauss fortune. And he's being sued because he hasn't paid his rent. He's got an apartment in New York, but he hasn't paid his rent. Michael, did you see this, Joy? It's $180,000 in rent. Yeah, he's renting a pretty nice place. It's it's kind of nice. It's a $14 million apartment. It's $45,000 a month. But even though he inherited the Levi's Trust fortune, he doesn't pay his rent because he's a Democrat. Honestly. And the uh, Greta Van Thunberg crowd, they've got some advice They've got a, a big story. It's responsible yachting. Respi- environmentally, I'm not making this up. Environmentally responsible yachting. How to yacht responsibly. Not that they're, you know, a feat elitist or anything like that. That's great. And we are at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Well, again, I'm going to update you on the uh, Poison Ivy college presidents and their genocidal anti-Semitism. And one of the hacks, what is it, the UPenn or the MIT, uh, posted a video of herself saying, oh, well, I didn't mean that genocide is real good all the time. You know, you can say whatever you want about committing genocide against the Jews, but if you actually commit the genocide, that would violate the rules. At, is that Harvard where it would violate the rules? Oh, that's at University of Pennsylvania, where actually perpetrating the genocide would violate the rules. But just threatening all the Jews on campus with genocide does not violate the rules because, you know, Democrats. That's the explanation, and it's all the explanation you're going to get. So... It is. Let's uh, let's take a phone call. And uh, Democrats raising the mentally ill. I've known this for quite some time. Gallup could have just called me, and I could have explained it to them. Let's go to Sid calling from Los Angeles, California. Sid, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Sid. The reason I'm calling is about uh, uh, Donald uh, Trump should be aware of his sense of humor and maybe taken literally. If you remember when he was campaigning for president the first time. He made a joke that maybe Russia could find uh, Hillary's lost emails. And uh, the press used that against him and that he was calling for uh, Russian support. In this that's I right. When he thought it, it was, it was pr- Yeah, that's right. Everybody laughed except the news media. And they, uh, it's proof of re- Russian collusion. And that it was uh, an effort also, Sid, to draw attention to the fact that Hillary had hired professional firms to destroy 33,000 emails with bleach bit, uh, emails that had been subpoenaed by the Congress. But the news media didn't care about that, did they? No, they didn't. All they cared about was defeating Trump. Because? humor on the other side. Well, that's right. And it's, you know, the old, uh, they take him seriously, they take him literally, but not seriously. That was one of their things. And you know, the most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore, and they, they ignore half of President Trump's sentences on a uh, regular basis. And the lead story in the Washington Post does that today. All the TV media uh, doing that today and yesterday. And uh, that's, you know, the most corrupt institution in America is the media. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press. Let's see if that happens. That'll be next. Yeah, that was never going to happen uh, because they're so in the tank, so completely in the tank. Uh, This was at a time when the left was ginning up all this Russian interference in our elections, which they never proved, but they don't have to. You know, it's they go with the Joseph Goebbels axiom, which is a lie told once remains a lie 
a lie told a thousand times becomes the truth. And that is literally one of the the planks in the Democrat Party's platform because they own the news media landscape and the entertainment media landscape so they can repeat the lie again. And again, there are still Democrats walking around glassy-eyed, violent, anti-Semitic zombies that they are saying, oh, sure, Trump was colluding with Russia because they heard it so many times from the likes of Adam Schiffless and and frauds at CNN that are Democrat Capitol Hill staffers turned news anchors, but not really. But if you repeat the lie, Joseph Goebbels style, a thousand times, it becomes the truth. Now, that's it doesn't literally become the truth, of course, but in the minds of the public, and that's all the Democrat Party cares about, because then they win elections and they have power and then they can abuse it. That's their, that's their mission. Now, again, the Washington Post front page today, Trump remark raises alarms. Dictator answer revives scrutiny. They use the word revives with no sense of irony. You know why, Michael? Because they have no sense of irony. Amazing. Rhetoric defies allies' attempts to minimize it. Well, let's see if my uh, attempt to minimize it uh, is defied because they're lying. They, uh, they lie all the time. Marianne Levine and Isaac Arzendorf and uh, Josh Dossie, they all lie. Those are the three typists that they pulled from the DNC steno pool to type this up on behalf of the Democrat Party. Then they made it their lead story in the Washington Post today in the front page, upper right-hand corner with a big headline. Trump remark raises alarms. Yeah, he's going to be a dictator. He said he's going to be a dictator on day one. And uh, the the old 2016 stuff, 2015, 2016, and they wrote it themselves. They take him literally, but not seriously. And he does jokes with an audience, and the entire audience laughs because they get it. And the entire news media doesn't laugh because they don't get it. Either that or they're such pathological liars and they're so comfortable just lying on behalf of the Democrat Party that even though they recognize it was just a joke, they're not going to treat it as a joke because they don't like the joke. And really it's because they're bootlicks for the Democrat Party. But there are other examples of this, of course. And let's go to uh, uh, January 6th of 2021 when uh, President Trump had a big rally uh, behind the White House on the ellipse and there were uh, uh, 14.26 million people, uh, and there were there were hundreds, a couple of hundred thousand people, and the Democrats have been lying about this. I was talking to somebody the other day, who uh, just this week, who said they were talking to a liberal, a liberal. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, which means, as you know, uh, Doctor Savage used to say, which means they're mentally ill, and the mentally ill person uh, talking to the thing said, yeah, well, you know, two cops were killed on Capitol Hill that day. And they hear it a thousand times, Joseph Goebbels style, because they watch MSDNC, and they don't know what's true and what's not. So they just, back to Ronald Reagan, it's not that Democrats don't know anything, it's just that so much of what they know is wrong. And that's more true today than it was when Ronald Reagan was president, most certainly because of MSDNC and CNN has been so completely corrupted that it's filthy. And the Washington Post, well, forget about it. At least they're walking out on strike today. So let's go to January 6th because the news media lied about this. 
They lied about it a thousand times. See Goebbels. Because Trump, just Google it and you'll see. Trump uh, said um, that you need to go down to the Capitol and attack the Capitol. In fact, there are headlines yesterday, literally in the Washington Post yesterday. And I love this stuff. Trump sent, the word sent is in quotation marks and only the word sent. Trump sent supporters on violent path to obstruct election, comma, prosecutors say they're radical extremist Democrat prosecutors who are on a jihad uh, like Hamas. But for the left here in the United States of America, we call them the Democrat Party, but they're really the left. And the Washington Post yesterday, this was their front page story. Special counsel Jack Smith alleges Trump sent. And whenever you see a headline or any story that has only one word in quotation marks, that means there is not an actual quote that supports anything. So they use one word, usually the most incendiary word, because they're leftists and they kill, steal, lie, loot, carjack, burn, shoot people, you know, the usual stuff. In D.C. court filing, Donald Trump is accused of a history of election lies and, quote, public endorsement and encouragement of violence. Now, here, and this is yesterday in the Washington Post, on the front page by Spencer Sue and Devlin Bartlett, and they're both bootlicks for the Democrat Party. Here's what President Trump actually said. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building. We knew that. To peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. That's the part they erase in their Soviet slash George Orwell fashion. And then they say a thousand times that he sent, including yesterday on the front page, and they've got this radical left-wing Jack Smith, Democrat Party activist, uh, pseudo-special counsel. You know, we have so many special counsels these days. They're not very special, are they? You know, one of the things about being special is that there aren't a million of you. And uh, now we have so many special counsels. They're just not as special as they used to be. So peacefully and patriotically, but 100% of the time, the Washington Post leaves that out. 100% of the time, ABC News uh, with George Stephanopoulos of the Clinton White House and Democrat Capitol Hill staffer, they leave that out. He's at the helm at ABC uh, of all their $17 million a year on-air people. And they leave that out because the most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore. And then, of course, there was Charlottesville, where one person was tragically killed by a mentally ill teenager who crashed his car into a crowd. He had been medicated because of his many uh, mental health issues. You think he's probably raised by Democrats based on the Gallup study that I'm going to share with you today. But uh, Trump on Charlottesville, he uh, said, you know, there are good people on both sides. Yeah, he said there because there was violence and there were 12 guys with tiki torches from Home Depot who were inexplicably saying the Jews will not replace us. Now the Democrats have tens of thousands of glassy-eyed zombies attacking Jewish businesses, crystal-knocked style, and chanting from the river to the sea, which means you're with Iran and Hamas in the idea of wiping Israel off the face of the map and killing all of the Jews there. So that's the Democrat Party today. And still Van Jones last night was was saying, oh, the Jews will not replace us. Yet what, what have they burned down? 
what businesses have they attacked? Um, this is your Democrat Party in the form of the news media. But the Democrats have taken this 2017, um, you know, good people on both sides, very fine people on both sides, and the news media continues to attack him about it. Trump defends 2017 very fine people comments. This is ABC News uh, and calls Robert E. Lee, quote, a great general. Well, Robert E. Lee was a great general. He was on the wrong side. He was on the Democrat side. That's the Democrat Party Jefferson Davis, Republican Party Abraham Lincoln in the Civil War. But they're still attacking him for this. And now, what did Donald Trump actually say on that day? You had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. And the press has treated now. You have uh, that's that's the uh, that's the the context. Not talking about Nazis and white supremacists, but um, our edit there apparently had uh, left out an important piece of that soundbite. The very fine people on both sides. And then he said, not talking about the Nazis and white supremacists who need to be condemned. Absolutely, but the news media universally leaves that out, right? Because. That's context that would change your understanding of the uh, of the soundbite. Do you have the, the longer version of it? Said we we pulled the shorter version of the soundbite that time. You had some very bad people in that group, but you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group. Excuse me, excuse me. I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. Now, the, the scrum that was going on in Charlottesville was the, over the fact that the left was there with ropes to dare, tear down statues of Confederates and, you know, Democrats, because the Democrats are erasing their own history, taking down portraits in the Capitol of all the racist Democrats, taking down statues in the Capitol of all the racist Democrats and every single statue that Nancy Pelosi had taken down for being racist. Every single one was a Democrat. Every single portrait in the Capitol that Nancy Pelosi ordered taken down because they're racist was a Democrat. Every statue uh, of a Confederate general or politician was of a, because they're Confederates, of a Democrat. And they're tearing down their own history to erase it in a George Orwell-like fashion. And, um, and there was a debate going on. Should we be tearing down in Charlottesville? Should we be tearing down statues that represent a part of American history? The Taliban, I mean the Democrat Party, they're out there with duffel bags full of ropes and carabiners. They tried to tear down the Andrew uh, Jackson statue in Lafayette Park, and they showed up with duffel bags full of, of uh, equipment, and they came close to tearing it down, and nobody did anything about it while they spent hours uh, trying to tear it down. They are... They're barbarians. They're the left. They're not liberals. And then there's the media with, uh, you know, very fine people on both sides. He's talking about the debate over tearing down statues. And everybody knew it, but headline after headline, story after story, lied about it. They lied and they lied and they lied. But Be you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? 
and the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. You just treated unfairly, sir. I'm sorry. I just didn't understand what you were saying. You were saying the press has treated white nationalists unfairly? No. I just didn't understand what you were saying. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That filthy, corrupt woman, whoever she was, should be, uh, I don't want to say she should be gassed, because then I'd sound like the Democrats with their pro-genocide thing today. The Democrats are now pro-looting, pro-carjacking, pro-rioting, and pro-genocide. The left has taken over the Democrat Party. And always remember the name of Adolf Hitler's party, the National Socialist German Workers' Party. It's the Socialist Workers' Party of Germany at the time. And now the headline, the front page of the corrupt, filthy Washington Post leads to a Trump remark raises alarms, dictator answer revives scrutiny because there had been no scrutiny until this remark on the part of the news media. And here's what President Trump actually said night before last. We played it for you yesterday uh, when he was on with Sean Hannity doing a town hall. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except Look, for? He's going crazy. Except for day one. He's Meaning, going crazy. I want to close the border and I want to drill, that's drill, not a, that's, drill. That's not, oh, no. that's not that's not right. And Hannity's pointing out, well, that's not, that's not uh, targeting your enemies. That's not an abuse of power. That's executive authority and executive order. Uh, Joe Biden issued, I think, more than 100 executive orders in his first 30 days, including day one executive orders, killing the Keystone Pipeline, which had been green-lighted by uh, his predecessor, President Trump. Uh, he red-lighted border security and stopped the production of the and the construction of the border wall because he's an open borders guy, wants a tsunami of tattooed gang-affiliated humanity from all over the world spilling into the United States literally by the millions. In fact, I'm going to get to that story today because we had 12,000 border crossings in one day earlier this week which shatters all previous records in American history, at least since, uh, you know, the Mexican army was uh, attacking the Alamo, um, and probably more than then, actually. Just extraordinary stuff. That's your Democrat Party. Womp, womp, womp. Completely crazy. And he's telling a joke. Uh, the audience laughs, and he says, well, you're not going to be a dictator. He says, well, yeah, except on day one. When I'm going to secure the border, right? I'm gonna, and that is that being a dictator? That's being a responsible president of the United States, unlike Joseph Robinette Biden and the Democrats. And he's going to drill, drill, drill. You know, energy independence, low gas prices, cheap and abundant energy is great for the economy and for your grandmother and for everybody else. The Democrats are against capitalism. They're against prosperity. They're against energy independence. We're buying our oil from Iran and sending billions and billions to the world's number one state sponsor of terror, hell-bent on the total destruction of the United States of America and Israel, of course, the great Satan and the little Satan. And the leading benefactors of Iran are Barack Obama and Joe Biden. They're not on our side. I love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. Well, that's our news media. They 
They're giving Pravda and Izvestia a run for their money. They are state-run media. Uh, The Washington Post is on strike today. I hope they don't come back. It would be the best thing for the country and the world. And let's take a, uh, you know, it's about Trump derangement syndrome and Trump hatred. And that's what Joe Biden and the Democrats are running on, by the way, for the presidency of the United States. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Mike calling from Sunshine, Maryland. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant Show. And Michael just dropped as we were going to. That's unfortunate. Mike was calling in to say, remember when the Washington Post fact-checked President Trump? He had the Clemson football team over to the White House because they had just won the championship. And uh, he bought fast food for all of the college students, the Clemson Tigers. Um, and, And he said... He said when he had the team over, he said, oh, yeah, we got burgers over here stacked a mile high, stacked a mile high. And the Washington Post, Philip Bump, a disgraced former journalist who has been humiliated recently with his fraud. Uh, and they did. a. I think if you printed this, this would be eight pages long, at least six pages long. They said, well, at two inches each, a thousand burgers would not reach one mile high. Wouldn't reach one mile high. And then they calculated that if President Trump spent $3.1 billion on burgers from McDonald's at two inches each, it would stack 20,000 miles high. This is literally what they spent their time doing. And these are their fake fact checkers. President Trump had burgers from various fast food places and pizzas for the college football players. And, uh, and he said they're stacked a mile high. And the Washington Post spent, if you printed it, the online version, about six or eight pages of copy saying, no, at two inches each, a thousand burgers would not reach one mile high. And they, they then go into excruciating detail on the math involved in all of this because he said they're stacked a mile high. They've never heard the turn of phrase. They're like space aliens. They Oh, wait, earthlings say... Uh, you got a stack of cash a mile high when in actuality it's a stack of cash that's six inches high. That's your media. That's your Democrat Party. That's Trump derangement syndrome. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.